Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Families have a lot going on. Let Ollie help manage the mental load with new cognitive health supplements for everyone four and up, like delicious lolly Focus Pops or lolly Mellow Pops for kids. And for parents, try three new Brainy Chews to help you focus, chill out, or get energized. Find these cognitive health buddies for the whole fam at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y dot These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey everybody, and Happy New Year from Marriage Therapy Radio. My name is Zach Brittle. I'm here with Laura Heck. If you are new to the podcast, welcome. Maybe you have a New Year's resolution to start listening to marriage podcasts. I'm glad that you picked us. This month, we have a lot going on interview-wise, but mostly we just like to hang out and talk to each other, which is what we're doing today. So I want to thank you for joining us. I want to wish you the very best of 2023, and I hope you pick up something that you can use in your relationship from this podcast, because this is a very cool conversation. Stick around. Happy New Year. Happy New Year. Yeah. Have you labeled for yourself your theme for 2023? I'm, yes. I think purge is the word that I've landed on. Purge. Purge. Mm-hmm. All right. Tell me about it. Um, I think I'm really ready to purge things. I love to be in a minimalist lifestyle. It's something that was very comfortable for me growing up. I moved a lot, like every two years or so. I would move states. I would I would move houses. I would move states. And I basically lived out of a few boxes. And I would love to go back to that place. It's very comfortable for me to have less. So I'd like to go through my house and purge a lot of things. But I also am in a place of purging people, purging... Uh, Gosh, I don't even know. I'm trying to figure out spirituality, like what needs to purge? Like, what do I need Mm -hmm. to get rid of? So, yeah, I'm kind of like in the mood to do some purging. Okay. Yeah. How about you? Uh, I'm not sure, but I think I'm going to adopt something around flexibility. Very literally, I'll turn 50 this year. I cannot touch my toes. Um, I am Mm. among the least flexible people I know in terms of my actual body. Mm -hmm. Um, Every time I get off my Peloton, Hannah's like, go ahead and do a five minute stretch. And I'm like, nope, not going to do it. (laughs) Um, And, um, you know, I've got three foam rollers in my house that I've never touched, but they're supposed to be good for you. Yeah. I've started rowing a lot. I'm rowing on my, I'm on my rower a lot. So So in your house, oh, you have a, you don't have a treadmill. You have a bike. Peloton. I've got a Peloton and a rowing. And a rowing. Okay, cool. 
Awesome. So I've, I've not been on my bike so much, but I've been rowing a lot, which is a whole different muscle group mm-hmm. or set of muscle groups. And I get off and I'm like, oh, I should stretch, but I don't do it. Mm. So I think very, very physically, I'm going to try and adopt stretching or yoga or something. Mm-hmm. But then I think, I think I've gotten to be a little more rigid in some of my thinking that deserves to be revisited. Mm. And generally I'm pretty open-minded. I can do metaphor. I can do gray a lot, but I think I need to like kind of broaden my, I don't know. It doesn't work as well in my brain or my spirituality perhaps, but Mm -hmm. I think flexibility is going to have to be a big theme for me in in the next year. I like that. Yeah. I think that's fun. So I have in addition, well, okay. A couple of things. I also have a friend who's working on his flexibility I asked him what his daily routine is. And uh, for like 30 minutes, that's what he's doing is he's working stretches. on his, yeah, he stretches and he's working yeah. on hips, rotation, the whole nine yards. See, my problem is I can't, and maybe this is closer to what I need to work on. I'm no good at weightlifting or stretching because I don't, I don't find them very efficient. Like I want to, I want, like when I'm biking or rowing, I'm like, oh, I'm, oh, <laughs> Mm-hmm. Then I'm sweating mm-hmm. and da da da, and I've got some benchmarks or whatever. But like with rowing and stretching, I'm sorry, with stretching and lifting, mm-hmm. there's like a much slower payoff. Maybe it's more, more valid or more yeah. real, yeah. or more helpful. But it's, it's never been. It hasn't played. So maybe I need to be more. I don't know. I got to figure it out. But okay. I've got a month <laughs> until the new January comes. Until along. the new January. That's yeah. funny. Okay, I like it. Um, the other thing that I'm doing in addition to picking my word, that is my intention for the year is I, I think I'm going to write a list of 25 books that I want to read. Okay. Um, and so I'll make a list of those. It's two books a month. I know that should be doable. Yeah. Yeah. I'm yeah. So that's another thing that I'm planning on doing. I should, I I could, mm, Yeah. I, I have a problem. I, I tried reading a book over the holidays and I couldn't do it because I was so used to like just being on my phone where I could sort of be like, oh, I'm bored with this word puzzle. Now I'm going to go check my email. No, mm-hmm. I'm bored with this email. Mm-hmm. Now I'm going to go see what's on Instagram. No, yep. now I'm bored with Instagram. So I'm going to go back to my word puzzle or something. And I, I need to figure out how to just get back to the part where I just sit down with a book for yeah an hour or two. I, I'm, I'm also trying to figure out how to get rid of my phone. So, mm-hmm. uh, you know, I got rid of actually Instagram. I've been off of Instagram for a very long time. I got yeah. onto Facebook. I probably only had it active for maybe a week and a half, but I can totally disconnect it. Yeah. Once I get rid of those two things, it's easier for me to check into reading rather than yeah. like watching shows. But it would be kind of fun to have a challenge to see, you know, like if we could create a ritual of maybe putting our phones in a drawer or turning yeah. it off at like 6 p.m. Yeah. And then I go to bed at 9. Right on. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters. And, what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed. So you don't have to download the new Bumble now. Okay, let's talk about other stuff. Stuff about yeah. couples. Well, I will say this too. Um, mercifully, the fantasy football season is over or ending here very soon. <laughs> we both flamed out pretty quickly 
Somebody's still winning. ESPN deleted my league. I have no idea what's happening. You're in charge, basically, of finding out who's in charge of winning and stuff. No idea. It's probably those people from Denver or something. But <laughs> but here's what I liked. I really liked, until ESPN deleted my thing for whatever reason, I liked being in touch with our people. Okay. Like, it was, it was really fun to have, like, a thing that we were doing. That makes and one was, of us. I don't know. It was 10 other couples besides us, but we were kind of giving and receiving a little bit of feedback. They called us mom and dad and they, whatever. We need to find out something that helps us stay connected to our people, um, a little project or something. Hmm. I'd be into that. Well, we do have coming up a workshop that we're going to be offering. You don't say. I do say. Did we kind of nail down the date? No, I don't know. I didn't do that on purpose, by the way. I was just thinking about how I'm going to be sad to not have a, like a little like sub project to work on. But I think it is in March, the first mm-hmm. weekend of March. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Hold on. I can pull it up real quick. Oh, okay. But we do have a workshop that we have offered before. It's been probably about three years since we have done a workshop together. Because we used to do it in real life. Right. In person. But we are going to do it virtually. You have to attend uh, the workshop as a partnership. So you can't show up as just yourself. Um, But we will be doing it. It'll be, I think, two days, maybe three. Um, Yeah. It's the first weekend of March. So you can... We'll, we'll, we'll put some more details together, but that is one way where we can stay connected. We can have very personal interaction with you. If you are looking for a way to, I don't know, like connect, connect with the two of us, learn some things, most definitely connect deeper with your partner and connect with each other. Yeah. Yeah. So that's coming up. Um, yeah. And I'll come up with some other project because I, I liked it. It was fun for me and I don't play anything. I don't play fantasy baseball or basketball. It's all useless. So yeah. Um, and you we'll probably noticed I did nothing. I, I was, didn't notice. I, I know that you beat me twice, which was <laughs> problematic for me. I did get a couple of emails and this isn't, I mean, we don't have a specific big thing, but I got a couple of people on the Instagram. The other, mm-hmm. the last time we did an episode, I said something about, do you remember I said, I have a top five things that people come back to me and they talk to me about. They say, this was really helpful. Mm-hmm. And we talked about two of them. And one of them was the yellow flags. We talked about that on the, on the break taking episode. Right, right. And then I talked about how often I'll recommend that people sleep naked on Wednesdays. <laughs> I don't actually which, remember you saying that. Yeah, no, it's when people are talking about sex and actually let's go ahead and tee this up. We got to talk to Emily Nagoski uh-huh. um, a few weeks ago. So that'll be coming up in the next week or two. Um, and I heard it from her, basically. She said people who are trying to have sex or improve their sex life, they have to do two things. They have to be naked and they have to be lying down. They have to be prone. Remember you learned the word prone in mm-hmm, this mm-hmm, episode? Yeah. Yes. So I often, re- so that's two of the things that I usually get people and they say, oh yeah, these are really helpful. So people were like, what are the others? Right. So do we you, could talk about those. All right. Well, let's do it then. Tell me the three other things. Sure. Well, one is also, we've talked about on the, on the episode, but they, uh, on a podcast before, and I can't remember which one it was, but I talked about how I think conversations ought to end with the spirit of, Hey, let's go get some ice cream. Okay. Remember this? Mm-hmm. We're like, I think if you're, if you're going to be in a long-term committed relationship with somebody and you're trying to make it work and you're trying to pick your battles and you're trying to solve problems, you're like, you ought to posture every conversation to end with the possibility of getting ice cream. So like, are you confused? Well, yeah. What I mean is like, if you like, imagine having an argument, like even a, even a a meaningful one about, you know, I don't know, let's say end of the year giving and you've got $5,000 to give away and you're kind of, you're kind of arguing, Oh, I want to give it to environment. Well, Mm -hmm. I want to give it to this political thing. Well, I want to give it to homeless people, whatever. And, and maybe that gets testy or whatever. It doesn't have to though, because imagine that conversation ending with, all right, well, 
let's get some ice cream. And now we're just like kind of back into a posture of, we both want the same thing, which is to be pleasant and to be enjoying a treat. And it's hard to get there exactly. But I think when I, when you give people a vision for how a conversation should end, then maybe it helps you understand how you can be in it. So, you know, again, if we're having every, and the story I told was about how uh, my girlfriend in college broke up with me and and then I was really mad about it. And I said, well, let's go get some ice cream. Cause that was the, how two friends were going to end that conversation. We weren't going to end up being boyfriend and girlfriend anymore, but we ended up being like civil and I got some ice cream. I dropped her off at her house and we weren't dating anymore. That was that. Hmm. Um, so people talk to me about how that is often like a good reminder. That's on my list of top five things. Okay. It's uh, it makes me think about having uh like some people just sort of stew, like they don't know what to do. Yeah. They know they're uncomfortable. They know that there's tension, but it's sort of like, well, what's the end goal? Do I just sit here with this discomfort? Do we solve the problem? And often couples can't solve the problem. So it's sort of like, no. All right. Well then let's get some ice let's cream. Get some ice cream. Yeah. Okay. That's next. Let's I just like do that. that. Um, so again, I think the spirit of that tool is having a vision for how the conversation should end. Mm-hmm. If you can, can, if you can stay connected to how you want it to end, because I, I always ask couples in my practice, when they tell me about an argument that has, I say, how did it end? Tell me how it ended. Right. And it's always, it's not always, but it's often something open-ended or something violent, or we just let it drop or just didn't work. And I'm like, well, what if it ended with ice cream? What has to happen to get you there? I like that. I like starting conversations off with simply saying, all right, you guys have something important you want to talk about? Okay, well, before we get started, what's your intention? What are you yeah, hoping totally. will be totally. the end result? And, you know, she goes, oh, you know, I just really want to feel heard and understood. Awesome. Great news. Right. What, what do you want? Oh, I just really want, uh, I want to feel like you, you are yielding. Like what I have to say is important and you're considering my thoughts. Okay, awesome. So we start with the end. And I think too often we never truly understand one, what our own need is or what the purpose is of the conversation. And yeah. second, what our partner wants. And then I would put a time limit. Like I love totally. that you could say to your partner, can we just talk about this for 30 minutes? And if we don't solve the problem, let's go get some ice cream. Totally. We'll circle back. Which is kind of connected to another thing that's on my list of hmm. the top five things. Okay. I always tell people about the best meeting you've ever been to. Have ever been? No. I ever tell you about the best meeting you've ever been to. What kind of meeting are we talking about? Okay. Meeting meeting? starts at nine o'clock. Okay. Everybody comes into the meeting and the guy in charge of the meeting says, we have to make a decision by nine 30. Got it. There are, uh, we're going to talk about it for 20 minutes Mm -hmm. at nine 20. We're going to vote. There are nine people in this meeting. So five votes wins. We'll be out of here by nine 25. Man. And even if the guy says at nine 20, I'm going to go outside. I'm going to smoke a cigarette. I'm going to come back and tell you what my decision is. Okay. Everyone is clear. Yeah. What the discussion period is Mm -hmm. and what their role is. And then how the decision is getting made. Now I was in nonprofit for 10 years before I was a therapist and I never went to that meeting. The meeting I always went to was like this, like, Hey everybody, welcome to the meeting. How was your weekend? Did you get a donut? Um, what's on your mind? What's what about this thing we have to do? And then we're talking about it. And now it's nine 45. Mm-hmm. No decision's been made except that somebody's going to make it in a vacuum and they're going to make it. And I'm going to be mad about it because I didn't have my, my opinion weighed and I didn't participate. And how did that decision get made? And even though I had this other opinion, the boss was going to make it. And I think couples have that meeting way more often than the first meeting. Yeah. It sounds like the um, first 10 minutes of every podcast is just like you don't accomplish totally. anything. <laughs> and then we finally go, okay, now what are we talking about? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, and then we run out of time. Yeah. But I think, I think when I tell people about this, I say, you know, if you have a decision to make, for example, about how to spend $5,000 at the end of the year or for the end of the year, 
you ought to have a very clear understanding of what the discussion period is mm-hmm. and then how the decision's getting made. Um, because absent those two things, you're just talking about stuff. You're just talking about things. And then, but at some point the decision has to get made. And I think that has to be a very clearly separated part of a discussion, particularly around a decision-making. And then if it was a blog post, of course, I could talk about dreaming and discernment and I could talk about. <laughs> I was um, wondering what the other D's were. Well, they're just, I mean, again, I think, I think sometimes, you know, we could talk about at the top of the year, we can go, Hey, what do you, what are your goals for this year? And that you're literally in a dreaming phase at that point. Oh, I want to do this. I want to purge that. I want to get more flexible in this way, blah, 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 blah. None of those are decisions. But if, if February rolls around and I say to you, Laura, why haven't you gotten rid of any of your stuff? Why is your, why do you still have stuff in your house? Right, right. And you're like, well, what do you mean? And I go, well, you told me that you were purging this year. And now you're like, well, I haven't, I don't start purging until July yeah. or whatever. Yeah. Right. I'm still, I'm still inventorying. I'm still mm-hmm. like data collecting data. That'd be another D. Yeah. Um, but I think, you know, when I, when I, when you frame that for people and you help them understand, no, we have to have this kind of meeting that is very specifically about, you know, we're not making any decisions until right. July 1st. Mm-hmm. Um, but between now and July 1st, we're going to be able to, we're going to talk about whatever we want. We're going to whiteboard it. We're going to do their thing. But then of course, the other part that's hard is how is the decision getting made in a relationship? A vote doesn't always cut, the, cut it because what if it's one-to-one? Right. So sometimes you do have to decide before you decide, how are we deciding? Got it. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I, I actually started that off. It was really great, actually. I had, um, well, first of all, not every couple that comes to see me is on the same page. Like we, we decide yeah. when, yeah. when you have a relationship, you might have one partner. It's like a mixed agenda partner where one partner's leaning out and the other partner's leaning in. And so what I worked on with this couple where one's out, one's in is let's come up with a timeline. So everybody's in the same phase. So no decisions are being made about whether or not you're staying in the relationship or whether you're leaving the relationship, but we're just going to be in that discuss decision before we make any decisions. We're going to be in the discussion phase for two months. And then after that, and I will tell you, I just saw the two of them go, right. Thank you so much. And I probably had met with that couple for the first 15 minutes. And that, and yeah. the, by the time the 15 minutes were up, we already knew what we were going to be doing. Yeah. Smart. Yeah. That's really the principle of discernment therapy when mm-hmm. people are trying to stay together or not like, okay, we're going to, we're not going to make any decisions for 90 days, two months, whatever mm-hmm. and that then frames the rest of it. And then in 90 days, we're going to go out to dinner. We're going to decide yeah. whether or not to stay married or yeah. whatever. Yeah. Can I, it's interesting because usually when you're discerning, there's three routes, right? Like the first route mm-hmm. is you do nothing. Everything that you've been doing just kind of stays the same. You don't make any changes to the relationship. You don't seek therapy, you just yeah. status quo. Another option is that you decide we're going to make this relationship as good as we possibly can. We're going to stay together. Uh, and that's going to be me helping, intervening. Um, the third way is let's dissolve the relationship and decide we're not going to do therapy, but we're done. And then the fourth one that I have found is we need to figure out a way to co-parent. Mm-hmm. And so it's, it's not um, developing an intimate relationship. It's ending an intimate relationship and developing a co-parenting relationship. That's a new avenue that I've been getting into with people. Yeah. All right. So one, two, three, we have a fifth. 
fifth one that you yeah. were talking about. Um, this is newer, but it actually has changed. Like it is a thing that especially men come back and tell me about, which is I want to slow everything down, slow mm. down. Mm. You know, we get into trouble because we get spun up, we get flooded, right? we get into, um, you know, easy patterns that are repeatable, that are less like muscle memory. And before you intervene in any of that stuff, you have to slow down. And so we, I do that a lot in my practice where I'll, I'll see the speed kind of change or even in my house, the speed will change of the conversation. And I know at this point it's off the rails. It's like, just, it's just the same conversation they've had dozens of times. Right. And so I'm like, hold on, let's just slow it down. Like whatever the next three sentences are, just say them literally like I am saying them now, you know? Or to, let's take deep breaths or let's just put a big pause in there. Mm -hmm. There's nothing to be, you don't lose anything by just slowing it down, okay. <laughs> you know? And I don't know how to say it any different. I don't have a clever metaphor or story. It's just, it's just, let's just take a beat. Right. Um, and this has been something that people come back to you and say, game yeah. changer. This Especially is what defensive men. Okay. Especially defensive men. They're like, yeah, because I'll, I will say, for example, Feeling attacked isn't the same as being attacked. Correct. So you have to put a pause between the feeling of being attacked mm -hmm. and then the decision to counterattack mm -hmm. um, because you might be wrong. Yes, absolutely. I would agree. I think that a lot of my job is slowing everything down. and But I also think it is one of the hardest things to convince couples to do. Mm -hmm. Um, because obviously you're in pain and the goal of coming to therapy is I want to be out of feeling this way. I don't want to feel this pain and I want to go as fast as possible and I want to rip the bandaid off. And my job is to focus and slow and it is yeah. really hard. Yeah. Hmm. All right. So that's, what I got, that's my top five things. It's yellow flags. It's yep. sleep naked on Wednesdays. It's <laughs> how about we get some ice cream. It's the best meeting you've ever been to and slow down. Huh? Yeah. Okay. I might, did we, did I already share my five or did I? You shared your top five, but they were more umbrella ish. They were more thematic than specific, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. which is usually the reverse. Usually yeah. I'm more thematic and you're more specific. Yeah. I would love to hear about your top five. I don't have them written down yet. Well, you I'll have, have to a think month. about it. Oh, I, I have, have to, month. you're putting a timeline on when I need to You just to get said how much done? timelines was valuable to you, but yes. we have so much cool stuff coming up in January. Um, and it's all about sex. Um, all of it. Yeah, pretty much. Okay, yeah, we so have we have Emily Nagoski. Who Emily Nagoski, which might be two because we talked to her for so long and she was so cool. <laughs> she um, was so we cool. might break it up. Okay. We're talking to a gal whose whole thing ah. is around making monogamy hot. That's right. Um, so she's got like a, and then we're talking to kind of the opposite gal, which is a veteran of the adult film industry. And she's talking a little bit about how that impacts relationships as far as she knows. So we have a lot of, um, we have a lot of sort of sex forward conversation in January. Hopefully it'll, it'll, you know, open some conversational doors for you and me and for people who are listening. Can I, can I ask that our listeners send us specific questions that are related to sexual intimacy? I think emailing. Sure. Yeah. We emailing. asked for a bunch. We asked Emily a few of them. Yep. Um, I'd say particularly if you have a question for someone who is way more familiar with pornography than you are, Yes. that would be cool because I would love to um, talk about that. 
I've been listening to a lot of her interviews and she has a lot of really keen insight that I think is, I'm excited to talk to her and hear about what she has to say. So, All right. Well, you can email info at marriagetherapyradio.com or send a message to the Instagram and Zach will listen yeah, to it. Marriage Therapy Radio. And um, listen, happy new year to you and to everybody who's listening and uh, go ahead and mark your calendars for the first weekend of March. If you want to hang out with us. We'll have more uh, we'll, information on our website. Yeah. Yeah. I think so. Yeah. <laughs> we'll try and figure that out. Too. <laughs> You're supposed to say, let's land this plane. Let's land this plane. Thanks so much for listening to this episode of Marriage Therapy Radio. Save the date. It is March 3rd and 4th. It's a Friday evening from 4 to 7 p.m. Pacific Standard Time and Saturday from 8 until 3. That is going to be our first workshop that we are offering in 2023. We have not hosted a workshop for years and we are so excited. So if you want more information on that, Send us an email at info at marriagetherapyradio.com and I will respond back with information for registration. Thanks for all of your time and energy making the relationship better today than it was yesterday. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the Roaring Twenties. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device, or play on PC through Facebook games.